0: The Views on a Breath of Fresh Air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast, here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air.
0: King Solomon is now avenging everybody that did wrong to King David. I mean, the guy just killed Adonijah. And that was his brother. And then he killed Joab, and that was his cousin. Oh, Shimei, why did you get yourself into this mess? Bring
1: Shimei to me.
0: (laughs) Yes, my lord.
1: Shimei, is that you?
0: Please have mercy, my lord.
1: Shimei, build yourself a house in Jerusalem. Huh? And live there. You are not to leave there. For on the day you do leave and cross the river Kidron, you will know for sure that you will die. Your blood will be on your own head.
0: Huh? You're not gonna kill me? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, th- thank you. Thank you, my lord. Your wish is my command. My servants have caused me so much trouble. <sighs> They know that by the king's decree I am not allowed to leave the city. And yet I have to come here just to find some runaway servants. <sighs> I just hope the king doesn't find out about this. Shimei has disobeyed son of left the city. What?
1: You mean to tell me that Shimei left Jerusalem? I don't care that it's been three years. He made a promise. Bring him to me now. Oh, my lord, I can explain. Shimei. Did I not make you promise by the Lord and tell you of the danger saying you will know for sure that the day you leave and go anywhere you will die? And you said to me, Shimei, what I have said is good. So then why have you not kept the promise of the Lord? Why have you not done what I told you to do? My Lord, there was a pressing issue that needed my attention, I can explain. Now Shimei, you know in your heart all the bad things you did to my father, David. So the Lord will return your sin upon your own head. But good will come to King Solomon and the throne of David will keep its place before the Lord forever. (sighs) Beniah, strike him down. My Lord, please. Solomon is now king of Israel and Judah, but before his father David passed away, he left Solomon some advice to make sure that the start of his reign would go off smoothly. This week we are discussing 1 Kings chapter 2 and the establishing of Solomon's kingdom. All right. Welcome back to another episode of a Breath of Fresh Air podcast, here with your hosts, Nikaz and Earl Roberts, second. So yeah, we're trying out a new format, hopefully you guys like it, you know, playing around with some features where we can be sitting at the same table, since I hear a lot of people like when we're at the table, <laughs> <laughs> but when we're so far apart.
0: But yeah, man, so how was your week, bro? My week was hard, bro. I had a long week, boy. I had a long week, and I—it's like I wasn't even as productive, like from in my job, as I wanted to be. Mercy, bro. Honestly, sometimes the amount of things that's on my plate, it gets very overwhelming. Yes, bro. Even even lifestyle changes, bro. Like me and me and my wife, Ayana, We've been in the gym like four times this week i see y'all shooting in the gym yeah bro we we we, we hooping <laughs> we, we lifting you know and consistency and like, i we just pushing each other to be consistent but i'll mm-hmm. take a lot of work bro you ain't eating right you're just changing just changing anything in your diet and you try um, anything in your day and you need and you're trying to be intentional that takes effort right mm-hmm. and then when you have a high demanding work schedule and then just other. Like different ventures that you're working on and they all require so much out of you. Yep. It's a lot, bro. Like I had uploaded the podcast, the audio from Tuesday night, bro, but it failed mm. I didn't until last night. And so I, cause when you had sent me the, the, um, the cover art, I'm like, Oh yeah, you saw it. And so you giving me that so I can work on the video, you know? But when I checked last night, it was like last night, like nine or 10, I was like, This wasn't even uploaded, bro. You could have been, you could have been on it, you know? And that just, that's just how, that's just how hectic my week been. Like, I didn't even verify certain things, you know? Bro, trust me. I know the feeling, man. My week, I think,
1: man, because, I mean, you know, I mean, the listeners don't probably know, but at least guess family and close friends probably know, but like, I have an exam on Tuesday and I've been studying for, for like the past four plus months. Yeah, right you're in the fourth quarter. Bro, I'm I'm in the I'm in the 2 minute drill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm running that last bit of offense, right? <laughs> yeah. Man so like for me, you see like I I got all my intros out like week like a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Okay, let me get the cover out to him quickly so I'm not going to be worrying about that early in the week." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Bro, like in this week it was like work compounded." Mm-hmm. Right? And then for me it's like the added stress because every afternoon from like 7 till 10, 11, I'm studying and practicing problems, right? So mm-hmm. it's like the added stress I'm putting on myself for the exam and work that just seems more stressful because I'm already kind of stressed about the exam. I'm tired. <laughs> man, it's just been a crazy. Week. Even, even today, man, it's just like a bunch of, as we call them, fire drills happen today that you need to like just put out these fires and calm some clients nerves and you know but man so i guess for me it's just like i even had to take a step back because like you know i was late to the recording tonight and i was just driving back home i was looking up at the sky and i was like man what are you stressing for bro the stars you seen up there your god created Mm. like Mm. i don't know man like i was reminded of hebrew hebrew 11 6 for it is impossible to please God without faith. Without, without faith, faith. Yep. And I'm just here sitting like, man, like, where is your faith? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you have a lot of stuff on your plate. You have a lot of things going on. You're super anxious about this test. But like, where is your faith, man? Like, faith and fear can't coexist. You can't be so fearful on the podcast, preaching and talking faith in your own personal life right here. You come up against a little obstacle, your faith getting shaken, and you... And you're, and you're worried, you're terrified, you're anxious. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I was just reminded, like, yo. I
0: heard a pastor say, his grandmother used to say, if you're going to pray, why worry? Exactly. If you're going to worry, why pray? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to worry, like, if that's what you want to do, why, exactly. you, why are you even to pray? Because that's, that's like defeating the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Exactly, bro. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, man, just trying to keep the faith. And the funny thing about it, by the time this podcast episode comes out, one, naturally I've already taken the test, and shoot, by this point i might already have the results. So God's willing, people listening, hopefully your boy passed.
0: Congratulations, bro! Time I appreciate there, it. I appreciate congratulations. it. Congratulations! I appreciate
1: it. God's willing. So yeah, man, that's that, that's pretty been that's pretty pretty much been my week, and then also. I guess that counts as the weekly thought. And also something else I wanted to talk about, which I kind of brought up to you earlier this week too, right? And it was just me kind of being mind-boggled at how much people, should say how much people, there's a lot of people out there who believe certain things about the mm-hmm. Bible that I would say just isn't in the Bible. Like, I heard someone say this week that, Cain was not Adam's son. That Cain <laughs> was the son of the the son of the serpent and Eve. And I heard that before, right? Not felt like someone was just playing, but there are actually people out there who double down on this. And like Cain descendants are running amok in the world. And I don't know, man. I just like I just wanted to address it. I just felt like, okay, for people who do believe this, we could go back to
0: Genesis. I mean, in the world where you just want to live in like some <laughs> made-up utopia land, you you are free reign to to believe whatever you want to believe. You understand? But if you don't believe something, that don't make it false. And if you believe something, that don't make it true. You know these things we have to we have to understand. We have to recognize. And so the fact that you know of Cain and Abel. It only comes from the Bible. That's the it's the, the only literature that goes through this. You know, the mm-hmm. Bible, the the Torah. You know, what I'm saying Hebrew literature. That is where this comes from. And so, this same book that in, introduced Cain to you, it says, and this is a, a vague quote, um, just from the top of memory. Adam knew Eve, and they bore a son named Cain. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's that's King Jesus. That was pretty spot on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, Adam knew even and if, and for those who want to get caught up on the term new, that that's talking about they they conceive, like you know, sex or whatever. And if you look, if you look in other translations, they could say they, you know, made kin and they had kin and stuff like that. It, it, it's it's in writing, and it's you cannot deny what it is saying. And so, if you want to say oh, that don't make sense and you want to speculate this and that and the third. You have free reign to do that. Like, it's not illegal, you understand? But it is very, un, it's unwise and it's very irresponsible. I think that's the word I was looking for it. Like, what, what is the basis of this thought? You know? If, you know? Go for it, keep going. If the Bible is a fairy tale line to you, all right, cool. And we don't even have to have these, these conversations, you know? But if you believe that the Bible is true, you believe that Cain actually exists. The, for you to have such a, a baseless thought on that, it just shows me that you rather, you rather lean onto your understanding or someone else's understanding rather than lean on the Bible. I mean, that's
1: you said it perfectly, man, because I'm like, okay, Genesis 4 verse 1, like, now Adam knew his wife, she conceived and bore Cain. The Bible tells you how Cain got into this world, and even for a fact, if you think, okay, the descendants of Cain still lived. We I mean, obviously Cain did have descendants after this. The Bible talks about them. Yeah. Remember, you fast forward like six more chapters, and not even six. Anyway, the flood happened, mm-hmm. and so now, if you only believe that eight people lived in the flood, and all of them being nor nor his wife and his their his sons and their wives
0: how could the descendants of Cain even survive the flood? I'll be honest with you. Unless you, unless you're being semantic, unless you're being semantic, there's no way that 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 could make sense. Because unless you're being semantic and saying that, you know, the text that say the sons of God marry the daughters of men, right? No, no, no. Yeah. The sons of God marry the daughters of men. Unless you are trying to tell me that Noah's wife, whom we don't have a name, her name is Noah's wife. And as, as. described in the Bible, so we can't really trace who her family is. Unless you're telling me Noah's wife is a descendant of Cain, and that's your basis for saying that the descendants of Cain were there after. That's the only way. That is literally the only way. But by that definition, the descendants of of, um, Seth are also there. And we know that the lineage conversation is really Mm -hmm. only talking about the male line. So the descendants of Cain, there's no way. There's no way they survived the flood. We know only only Noah and his children survived the flood, you know.
1: It's a fact, man. That's a fact. So I, I don't know. I just felt like it's worth being said. A couple other things I probably wanted to get out, but I'll save them for a for a later date. Like it's just <laughs> interesting because I feel like certain things in like certain things regarding the Bible sounds juicy because we want to know the full story. Because in the Bahamas, we have a paper called The Punch. That's more mm-hmm. of a juicy paper. It's more... It's like, the, it's
0: like the... Yeah, it's like the Inquirer, the National Inquisitor, or Inquirer. I can't remember this this term, but they have some, They have stuff like that in America, too, where it's like, it's really just fabricated stuff. Like
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, so, again, so, the Bible sometimes gives us, like, okay, we're missing some pieces of the puzzle, of the story. So, like, okay, why was Cain so evil if Abel was so good and Seth and and and... Seth was so good. You're like, oh, this makes more sense because oh, if Cain came from the devil, then naturally, but no, it just shows how wicked man himself can be. So again, like
0: it's so funny because Cain was so evil, quote unquote. But number one, if you have let's say, let's say a third of the angels that were expelled from heaven, and it's only four people on earth. Adam, Eve, and his two sons—probably more. He probably had other daughters and sons and stuff. But still, very but small
1: still, sample size to your point. Keeps
0: going. But let's about. say, let's say, let's say, all of those thousands, if not millions, maybe billions of angels, who are tempting you—you—you—the only this family is the only target on the in the world. Like, how hard is it to believe that one out of four people mentioned in this story until now end up being quote-unquote evil? And it's funny because how evil was Cain? He was offering sacrifice to God. He was talking to God. He feared God. It it wasn't even that. Cain ain't evil in the sense that we're looking at. Cain ain't evil uh, in the sense of like the devil's level of evil, you know. Cain is evil in the sense that he wanted to worship God in a traditional way. And so in the same way, during the dark ages, when the quote-unquote Christian church, which was mainly Catholic at the time because this was before the, Raff- the Reformation. Mm-hmm. How they wanted to worship God in a man-made way, and they killed people. They persecuted Christians who did not do the same in the same way. The Pharisees wanted to worship God in a man-made way, and they persecuted the apostles. They 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 killed Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like they did all of these things in order for their religion or their tradition to be to continue. That is mm-hmm. the same thing with Cain did. So this, this evil, we have to, we have to be able to identify that if, if, if we think Cain is, if we think Cain is the spawn of Satan because of this, bro, it's, it's many of them there every day. Like a lot of Satan of plenty of children around me today. It's so much people getting persecuted for religious freedoms and stuff like that, bro. Like, and I'm not, I'm not here to justify Cain, but what I'm saying is the problem with Cain and evil and Cain and Abel has never ended. And it'll continue as time progresses. There's always going to be people, especially when we talk, when they talk about the mark of the beast and and revelation and end time prophecy, there are going to be people, the vast majority of people that are just like him, that would kill those, that persecute those who do not have the mark of the beast in in the end times.
1: Oh, that's the fact. That's the fact. Ooh. It's not going to on the next thing i want to talk about but we have a whole oh, that, episode right
0: there right, <laughs> right, now, right, now, right there right there
1: right there but don't worry that will that'll will be saved for another time I feel like yeah we we will me and kazi will plan an episode to talk about just common misconceptions yeah the rapture the tribulation all of these things Ooh. it's and, and it's so interesting because as a as like we see it in the Bible when the early church, when we look at like Acts and some of these other books when the when the church was forming, just because there were such philosophical differences and theological differences in the church. And think about it today. There are many denominations yes. under Christianity. Yes. It's so funny. Growing up before I knew better, I just thought they were all different religions. Mm-hmm. But it's mind-boggling that one religion has so many sub-branches. And so now, not casting dispersion on any, you come along with different trends of thinking about some serious stuff as pertains to Christianity. And so sometimes, A, it's like reminding me of like the book of Luke when Luke was writing the, Theod- the- Theodophilus or Theolophus. his name is like hey there's a bunch of things going on right now let me set the record straight for you Mm -hmm. and i feel like especially in these days there's a lot of different theologies out there not saying that me and kazi have the answer but at the same time i'm like certain things let's just take back to the bible and prove it with the bible because the bible doesn't need any additional commentary commentary Mm -hmm. is nice don't get me wrong. I read biblical commentary, but I still try to back it up with the Bible. I read other religious books. I still try to back it up with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So again, commentary alone shouldn't just be your bread and butter. If it because again, you can have a commentary that's blatantly wrong. I've read stuff that's on some true. of the well-known sites that's just blatantly not supported by the Bible.
0: You know what I'm bro, saying? I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, bro. Like I, and, and 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 sometimes, sometimes the commentary. It can, it can, it, human error. Like I don't, I'm not saying that these people are are being malicious or anything, exactly. like that. but sometimes you could just, you could just be off. And and I've seen that. Like, <clears throat> I was watching a video on kings, one, one, one video. They say it was 40 kings in the Book of Kings, and when I Google it, everybody say it was 39. You know, I believe that they exclude Solomon when they talk about the Kings, because, you know, Solomon had a big story, and then everybody else was kind of summarized. I haven't counted it for myself, but one of these, one of these are, are wrong. That's, that's just what it is. You know, someone, like, we, we're not always going to get it right. I just spoke about this the other day, bro. I just had a sermon on Wednesday past, bro. Well, it's probably like three weeks ago or however long, but... but yeah, yeah, Right, but I was taught that Psalm 118 is the very middle, the very center of the Bible from a chapter perspective And somebody sent <laughs> that to me and I sent it to you because I'm like, oh yeah, this is true. Everybody knows this, but it's, it's so interesting. Right? But I manually count it, bro. <laughs> it is not. Psalm 117 is the middle of the King James and the New International Version. And what's so interesting is that Psalm 118 verse 8 says that it is better to put your trust in God than to put your confidence in man. But If we was putting our trust in the Lord, we would go to the source instead of getting our information from a second hand source, you know, because if if my pastor teaching me stuff and I take it at face, face value and I never fact check, my trust is in my pastor. I trust you to be perfect. If you're Mm -hmm. just in a breath of fresh air podcast and you never do your study, that's why we have to disclaim (laughs) on the beginning and the ending. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Because at at the end of the day, we are not God. We are fallible beings, which means that we are prone to error. You know? And so if you want something that is a source of truth, it should be the Bible. If you are a Christian, the Bible should be the on the pinnacle of truth for you, that should be the number one source of truth, and everything else should defer to that to that book and this and this um, theology.
1: I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree. So, in transition, yep. if you <laughs> like our content, like sub- like and subscribe, share with a friend. Uh, definitely, hopefully, everyone's preparing for, you know, a good holiday season, which we'll have to talk about that at some point. What we're going to do. <laughs> on that end of the episode, what I talked about, but that's story for off mic. So in this week's episode, we are in First Kings chapter 2. I'm sure the title probably gave it away. Um, last week, we saw that Adonijah wanted to become king, but the only problem is that God had already anointed, or God had already said that Solomon, David's Youngest son, the son that he had with Bathsheba, should be the next king of Israel. Mm -hmm. Adonijah, who was a bit, well, I wouldn't even say a bit, who was much older, was the oldest surviving son. We went through how the several past sons had already died, and one was assumed to be dead because Adonijah was like the fourth son. But we see how he starts essentially crafted a plan to claim the throne for himself. And David, who was already old, and I want to say feeble, but very old, needed help staying warm. He got up and said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give Solomon the proper tools to show that he is king. The anointing. He's going to ride on my mule. He's going to sit on my throne. He's going to, the biggest thing was the anointing. So we saw all of that last week. Definitely check that out. And so now we're fast forwarding. Solomon is king. And so now we're going to, get into some of the things that David left behind for Solomon to do. I actually think it's going to be a really good episode and a lot of good things to talk about. So reading 1 Kings chapter 2, in the days of David, now the days of David drew near that he should die. And he, put this here, my apologies, that he should die. And he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong before and prove yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God. Walk in his ways to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments and his testimonies as it is is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn and that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in the truth with all their heart and with all their soul," he said, "you shall not lack a man on the throne
0: of Israel." For and that's like a forever ordinance, you know, because even in um in first uh, is it, no second time, but I think it's chapter seven when um David was talking to Nathan about having building the temple, you mm-hmm. know. And God told him, Yo, your son's gonna build a temple, bro. And he's gonna, we're gonna, you, your seed is gonna reign forever. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the actual goal was for David's seed to continue until the Messiah comes to die for our sins, you know, the Redeemer comes. And he's, <laughs> he, David is basically sharing this information with his son. Yo, if you do, if you do right, and Your descendants do right, be we good. We'll never have to worry. But after being in jeopardy,
1: yeah, like you'd be like, you see what
0: happened to Saul? Yeah, <laughs> that's a prime
1: example. The funny thing about it is like Saul is but a story to these people now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's crazy. Like he was only one king ago, but David had such a lengthy reign. Yep. Saul is but like a story, like Solomon's like, I Solomon, Solomon has to read about Saul. Yes, it's crazy. Definitely, definitely. Just like how we reading about Saul. This is like Solomon <laughs> has something to read about Saul. Yeah. Okay, so now in uh verse 5, Moreover, you know also what Joab, oh, this is where it gets funny. Mm. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, did to me. And what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, mm. Abner, the son of Ner, and Amasa, the son of Jethro, whom he killed. And so just in commanders. case. Right. Just, <laughs> and I go, David, like, hey, but moreover, you know what he do, right? Just in case you forget. No, he killed mm. him. And he shared, I, go for it? No, no, no. Let's 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 go further. And he <laughs> shared the blood of war in peacetime. And put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist and on his sandals that were on his feet. therefore, do according to your wisdom, and do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace for context, mercy, for
0: context. Solomon and Joab, our first cousins. No, 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 second. They first they're cousins, complete. yeah. No, yeah, no, because, because David's, say, yeah, David's yeah. sister is Joab's parent or his mm-hmm. brother, or whatever. So yeah. they're first cousins, right? quite literally. <laughs> Joab is David's nephew. Mind you, they might. Joab may be older than him, just because the way, well,
1: we know Joab should be way older at this point.
0: No, I'm talking about older than David is. is oh, the, yeah, okay, okay. Because remember, David was the youngest, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but Joab is obviously way older than Solomon. Solomon, I believe, is a young man. Solomon, I think Solomon is like probably like 16, 17. This is yeah. my, this is Nakaz's idea. I, I don't have no proof of this or whatever, but I think he's young. I don't think he's like that mature in age. And so now David, who has given Joab numerous passes, is now on his deathbed saying, don't forget what Joab do to me, son. I had two commanders who I didn't like. And he killed him. Killed him. He killed and, him in cold blood. Cold blood. And then guess what else? You remember your brother? He <laughs> ain't mentioned this now, right? But this is what I'm thinking. You remember your brother, bro? He killed him. See, because truthfully, I always used to wonder why. Because this seems so out of nowhere, bro. This seems all out... David, come on, bro. You could have killed this man a long time, right? But I get it. You killed Joab, that might have caused an uproar. You understand what I'm saying? You couldn't have been the one to have him killed, because you had already given him passes, and he had helped you out when you had conspired to kill Uriah. You understand? So y'all two, y'all, you y'all you kind of owe each other. But the truth is the truth. I have David. I David has paid for his sins many times, right? But this Joab, he just continued to go get away scot free, and I, even in my death, I can't die happy knowing that, that this man could get away. So I gotta tell you, justice has to be served. But at the same time, too, is I, it was like,
1: bro, if I leave Joab around, he gonna cause you stress. That's true. That's true. We didn't see. He didn't. He, he didn't try side without a nice... Mm-hmm. At this point. Now, and this coming from a Joseph, a Joab stand. I was, we all know,
0: I was pulling for Joab and justifying no, no, no. some of mm. you you pull it, you could side with David because David doing what Joab would do in the situation. You see what I'm saying? So you don't know, you was cut off loose ends, bro. You see what I'm saying? Like, you was make sure everything and talk. You know what I mean? Like, what can I say? It's just so often Joab at the short end of the stick this time. Yeah, the short end of the stick.
1: (laughs) But the game is the game, though. (laughs) The game is the game. But like, so the question still bears, though. Like, why did David wait? And I'm wondering if like Joab just had some dirt on him or something. Because like, why did David wait? Because uh, so
0: I think that you, you touched on it. Solomon Joab is going to be a problem for Solomon because remember, remember Abner. Abner was the was the commander for Saul, mm-hmm. right? And Abner was a problem for David until Saul's son started to get on Abner's nerve. And he's like, no, no, no. I just work him with David. Right? And it's kind of the same situation. Joab was the commander for David, right? But Joab wanted what's the what's the son Adonijah. Adonijah. He wanted Adonijah to be his king. And Adonijah is still alive. And now you all embarrassed because you all went and conspired against them. And now saw him in the throne. This guy is gonna be a snare for you. And then number two, it can be seen as treason because you all conspired to put another king on the throne while I reign here and alive. You understand? Mm. You all don't know who, who. And we don't do stuff like this. Now you could be confused that we act like other nations because David just counted the census. You understand? Because David, from time to time, would try to act like other like when David. Took um Bathsheba as king. That's something that a, a other nation king would do. Counting the census and taking pride in your army. That's something what the other nations king would do. And Joab is trying to act like other nations as well. Mm-hmm. You feel I me? Mean? We, we 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 politic in this, right? And then guess what else? Use the oldest law for son. That ain't in, that ain't in the Torah. That ain't in Deuteronomy. You know what I mean, but <laughs> but that's how they doing it. And mm-hmm. so now, y'all ain't even invite me to king. Y'all ain't invite his sons. Y'all conspiring against me. So David, like, bro, this this is our treason number one. So I have you wanna. You know what it is when when you let something slide, right? But you know, man, this person needs to be punished. But if I punish you now, it can look bad because I already let you slide. Mm-hmm. You so Joab give him another reason. He give him an out. And now he, David, David telling Solomon, "Remember everything this man do. He's a war criminal." You feel me? And so that's a fact. I mean,
1: because David Dick, bro, Job did cause David a lot of stress and a lot of grief. Yeah, a lot of stress and a lot of grief. And Job's character was so complex because at the same time he was still so loyal to David. Yes, that he was doing David's dirty work. Yes. Like he was David's dark king, for, yes. what, for lack of a better word. Like the stuff he was David was that's literally what Joab was. Like this needs to happen, even though it might not be the right thing, the king might not want it. Allah Absalom, mm-hmm. honestly, Allah Amasa and Ahabna. But mm-hmm. but again, what is right is not always righteous every time. That's true. And that's kind of the predicament that Joab felt him fall, found himself in a lot of times. Even though I was personally, I say that was probably some of the actions I might have done again. That does not make it righteous. So, yeah, rip to Joab, but we going even though that, we gonna see how that story ends. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so now in verse ten, so David rested. Oh, am I missing something? No, yeah, I did. Okay, verse seven. But show kindness to bar the Gileadite, and let him be among those who eat at your table, for so they came to me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. And for those who remember, like, that's the one who we, when he was coming back, he was like, "Yo, come stay with me. And he was like, he was like, yo, I'm too old. Like, let my son go. And we see David made the promise saying, yeah, your son will always eat at my table for the rest of his time. So now David's telling Solomon, hey, honor the, honor the honor this vow that I made to these people because... Of the kindness they showed me when I was in a time of trouble and had to flee flee the capital, so hey, I want you to c- keep my vow to these people, mm-hmm. and now verse eight, another one, and see, you have and see you have here with you Shimei, mm-hmm. the son of Gera, a Benjamite from mm-hmm. Bahurim, who cursed me with malicious curse in the day I went to Mahaneam. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord saying, I will not put you to death with the sword, right? Mm-hmm. Now, therefore, do not hold him guiltless, mm-hmm. for you are a wise man. And something else I want to hit on with that same part too, right? But we come back to that. And for you are a wise man, I know what ought to be, what you ought to do with him, But bring his gray hair down to the grave with Mm. blood. (laughs) So it's so funny, right? So we see David saying, all right, I made a vow with you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I am honoring my vow. Yes.
0: I did not kill you. No. All the days of my life, you were alive. I didn't say you wasn't going to die. I didn't say you wasn't going to get
1: killed. I said...
0: I will not put you to the sword. Exactly. So now we see David say,
1: guess what? You did curse God's anointed, my friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What Abishai wanted to do, but David was on his humble track. Yep. So interesting. And at this rate, he might as well
0: let Abishai do it, but David saying, no, 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 now is not the time. Yeah, now wasn't the time, but then you can see, you can see Abishai them day. They look like they did take a little delight in punishing yeah. people. <laughs> they wasn't really doing it for the right reason. They wasn't doing it for like... <laughs> like for God's honor. There was, this was an indignation. You know, exactly. Like, you know, like, you know what it, like indignation.
1: I'm pretty sure it says somewhere in the Bible, again, I could be wrong. Like, our conversation earlier, but it says, like, God does not delight in punishing his children. Oh, no, yeah, that's
0: in Ezekiel. That's an Ezekiel. You know, that's I
1: an Ezekiel. Just, yeah. Central of the scheme out there, right? God does mm-hmm. not delight in punishing his children. Abishai and Joab, no, they delighted in killing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so David might have some, some type of contrition. Abishai and Joab, no, they was ready for it. No, we ain't killing you because it's the right thing to do. We killing you because you make us mad and we're getting rid of you type thing. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. we just killed for last, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you actually cursing and you... You following us and you being annoying. <laughs> <If> <laughs> we can see, put an end to that
1: because we see Abishai try to catch David on the on the on the technicality too. Yeah, yeah. Who said he can't curse God's anointed? He is right? cursing God's anointed. Please Surely. let me yeah. do this. Hey. oh my! So the next thing with the point oh two now is you see how it's so interesting that David is referring to Solomon as wise mm-hmm. a few of these times, and I mean we know the story that's coming but it's so interesting that his character is already being described as wise even before that time has
0: come. Mm -hmm. And so we see, so we know, we know, you know, the way he conducted himself with God in in the early stages and that shows, shows wisdom, you know? Mm -hmm. So you can tell, you can tell Solomon was actually wise beforehand, you know, but but when it came to God, you know, he, he, God set him apart.
1: (laughs) For real. So now in verse 10, so David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron and in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years. Mm-hmm. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father, David, and his kingdom
0: was firmly established. It was the city of David, bro? The city of David... Honestly, bro. In context, it's Jerusalem, right? But whenever someone say the city of David, I automatically just think Bethlehem. Me too. Like, like every time. Not not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie, because in my head, I was like Bethlehem.
1: Wait, <laughs> it's just it's just interesting because they say he was buried in the city of David, and I'm like, was oh he? well,
0: I guess I guess that means Bethlehem. I think that means Bethlehem. I, I don't know, bro. Whenever I think city of David, it's automatically Bethlehem in my mind, and I'm sure we could verify this, but... I mean, it's called the City of David, right? Anyway, probably should look your, this up. Is Jerusalem called that, though? because No, because
1: Jerusalem... I feel like Jerusalem was existing before they even got into Canaan for real,
0: because See, wasn't... Salem, for, right? Yeah. Exactly. So 40 times... Uh, I just googled it. 40 times in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, Jerusalem is referred to as the City of David, mm-hmm. right? And so we know David ain't, ain't Make the city, right? But you could—he can, ain't start the city, but you can make the city, basically. You, know, you make the city what it was, you know? Let me see what they say about Bethlehem. See, but... Uh, I don't know. Is Bethlehem the city of David? <laughs> Quick Google search. On right. the pod. Live. Right, right. <laughs> and there's someone talking to Luke. Right. Until Luke's gospel, Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. So now the only other question is, is Bethlehem in Jerusalem? This This is a crazy tangent. We this are on a, a tangent. This is a crazy tangent. We are literally bro.
1: welcoming the podcast world to like our off-pod conversations and our own <laughs> personal conversations. <laughs> this is what we will be doing a lot when we go into a deep dive on a topic
0: on the Bible like this. <laughs> Me and Kaz would just be in there in silence, just reading. <laughs> hey, but did you see this? Hey, <laughs> right, bro, it just get deep sometimes. But according to Wikipedia, Bethlehem is about 10 kilometers, which That's is 6.2 miles south of Jerusalem. But so, six, six miles ain't up. Cause okay,
1: we on a tangent, we will bring it back, right? Yeah. But I live in Kissimmee. But mm. to everyone else, I live in Orlando and I live like 20 miles <laughs> outside of Orlando.
0: Right. Same with so, me, bro.
1: So <laughs> it's 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 interesting. So I guess I don't know. I like I guess it's Jerusalem, because I'm seeing Jerusalem, but for some reason, it's like, I, I think, like, again, in Luke, and sometimes they mention the city of David as being Bethlehem. So it's interesting to be determined.
0: Yeah, to be determined.
1: Uh, someone come, comment down, down below if you're. Please. 100% help us out. sure. <laughs> Twigmon, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> Twigmon, we need you. Send <laughs> of the Twig symbol in the sky. Right, right. All right. So. And then, yeah, David, David, as you know, his time has come. It's interesting. So now this is like the official, official end of the arc of David, a man after God's own heart. And we see, boy, his life was troubled straight up until the end.
0: Right. So it's it's interesting, though. And I get how, and bro, I ain't really prepared to have this conversation, but I, I still don't mention it. So I get how people sometimes is not understand death right because it says so david rested with his fathers i was buried in the city of david right now now obviously from this you could see that death and rest is is synonymous right mm-hmm. <laughs> because death is like a sleep you know the dad know nothing you understand that right but some people would take the with his fathers and say oh yeah see he would he would them assumed that I mean he with them in heaven but nothing there says that his father's was even in heaven because we know that joe um jose um joseph was buried back in canaan you know and they say in these same areas all of these all of the the patriarchs wanted to be buried in the same land, you know mm-hmm. and that's that's actually what is is being alluded to here yeah and i mean this that's
1: a phrase we're going to come across a lot as we go through kings and chronicles it was yeah, so sure. it's, it's going to be a common phrase we repeat often. So I'm kind of glad you set like the the precedence for that. Yeah. So now in verse 13, now Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. So she said, "Do you come peaceful, peace, do, peace, peace, in
0: peace? Yeah." <laughs>
1: And so, okay, just to set the scene again, this makes sense because now, here's here's what happened. You tried to put yourself as king. My son is sitting on the throne as the actual rightful king. Mm. You are coming to me, and not even going to go into your brother. I mean, because again, this is that's still your brother. So you're coming to me and not going to your brother. I gotta figure out. Hey, you're coming peace. You're coming to kill me. Let me let me know how we how I should be operating right now. Right, and so he said, "I come peacefully, peaceably, peacefully." Moreover, he said, "I have something to say to you." <laughs> I could just
0: imagine, like, say it. <laughs> like, so this 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 seems so odd to me because, like, why why are you coming to my mommy? Like, from Solomon' perspective, it's like, bro, why are you talking to my mother, bro? I, you know how it is when it when it comes to like. Extended families like this, you know, especially royalty. A lot of times, the mothers don't or the wives don't get along. You know, they they I, they don't. They probably don't have enough time to be around each other and see the character, so they assume things. Or you know, his 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 family might not like Bathsheba because of the circumstances. You know what I mean? And now Bathsheba's son get the throne, and you know, now are you coming to me. Bathsheba, who was one of the main people responsible for um getting David to make the decision to put to, to have Solomon anointed as king, right? And I don't know if you coming to me because of that. Like, do you think I conspired against you? Because I did, but it was it wasn't really conspiring against you, it was conspiring for Solomon, because Solomon should have been there at the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. So now what you what business you have with me? That's your brother. You understand me? And you'll be barely related. I'm your stepmother, but I come way after the fact. You know what I'm saying? So what you saying? What you, what you coming for? Like unless, like unless it's violence.
1: Really, like, why are you here? So now we see <laughs> in verse 15. Then he said, you know that the kingdom was mine. And that <laughs> All Israel had their expectations on me that mm. I should reign. However, the kingdom has been turned over and has become my brother's. For it, it was with him. For it was for his, it, from the Lord. From from the Lord. Now I ask you one petition. Do not deny me. Mm. This seemed a little pushy.
0: Like, bro, <laughs> what you sign? Sounds kind of delusional to me. See, but you don't we don't get torn with the Bible, right? But from every at face value, this sounds like you come into Solomon's mother trying to pressure you know this was mine right i mean but all right cool god give it to them
1: yeah.
0: I, I have a i asking you something don't deny me it could be like please don't deny me like don't deny me like it could be begging you don't know that though because we don't know tone but at face value it's say bro i asking something for you and the answer should be yes either way is like a guilt trip and to your point of pressure because now
1: <laughs> you say you're saying the kingdom is mine god give it to solomon Mm-hmm. Like, so now now, what, is it? Me? what was me exactly yeah. not a it's like you owe me right now that's what it do seem like it really do seem like yeah. so it's like no matter if he if he on if he trying to like play the victim he's still saying you owe me mm-hmm. that's how we come in y'all owe me now so now he's saying she's so she's saying okay say what you want like again you you're setting up all this preamble like i, I ain't one for all the sugar coating now Say what you want. Let's see if we can help you. If not, just we can just keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Then he said, please speak to Solomon, for he will not refuse you that he may give me Abishag, the Sunamite, as a wife. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing, if we remember from last week's episode, Abishag, the, the Sunamite, was David's concubine who was, I uh, wouldn't say sleeping with him, but who was keeping him warm. Hmm laying in the bed, keeping him on, but the Bible said he did not know her. Right. As in he they did had not have no, sex they had with him. no sexual
0: relations. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But we see this is who Adonijah wants. Now, the Bible did say she was a very good-looking
0: female, mm-hmm. but still, why do you want her? So, Abishai, what his name is? Adonijah. Adonijah is the brother of Absalom. Right, they are full brothers, same with me, saying Right? Am I? Am I right? Say it right. again. Uh, <clears throat> Absalom and Adonijah had the same mother and father. Right? No. Oh, Okay. No. Uh, yeah, I think them, those two probably I, did. I think they did. I think they. I did. think those two did. Yeah, I was just
1: thinking when you said Adonijah, I was thinking about Solomon. So yeah, no. Yeah, I think those yeah, two right, actually did. That to yeah, see. right. Those right. Cool. They were full. They were, they were full brothers. Yeah.
0: So let's consider this right. Here, Absalom's little brother, Absalom, who slept with ten of David's concubines when he was trying to make a statement that he mm-hmm. was king, is now asking for another one of David's concubines. This is a this is a message, but it's like a it's like a sneaky message. He's trying to come across because you could have gone to Solomon with this request. Mm-hmm. You sent Solomon mother the to, to this. Because you felt like she could have put in a better word. And once you have this claim now, you are one step closer. Because, and hear the clues. No, yeah. You mm-hmm. hear the clues. You already admitted, Adonijah, you already confessed out of your own mouth that I was supposed to be king and the people thought I was going to be king. So now, when I take my father's wife, I have an even stronger claim to the throne now. You know, so basically, he building his case. He 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 trying to make a chess move to usurp the throne from. He trying to set himself up so he can more easily usurp the throne from Solomon. And, it, and think about it that's the only, that's the only other thing he had because
1: Solomon already got everything else that was David's. Yes, Solomon got the throne. Solomon got the anointing. Solomon got the the mule. At this point, Solomon got the kingdom at, at large. Like everyone knows, Solomon is king. So mm-hmm. now he's trying to win back some popular votes by saying oh if i can get one of the concubines and it's so shifty because again you know what you're asking for is wrong but you're trying to get someone who solomon can't deny or find very hard saying yes to like mm-hmm. i remember last sabbath mommy tell me oh someone wants you to do something yada 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 right i say mommy how you get me in these predicaments? <laughs> hey, right? Because again, yeah. I, I'm sure I, I'm gonna say put you in many
0: predicaments, right? But it's almost hard to say no to your mummy. Definitely. So Definitely. Someone, and, and half of the time our minds don't be one occur or, or what a like things I would blatantly deny. It's like they're more susceptible to say, okay, yeah, that's all good. Like, yeah, I, I can talk to them for you. Yeah. So now it's like, I gotta do it now because it yeah. are coming from mummy. <laughs> really? Oh, my. Because it ain't even like I doing them a demo favor. It's like I doing my mummy a favor. I doing my mummy a favor now. Because she thing. already tell you, yeah. You know what I mean? She already give you her word, and I want her word to be, be looking bad. But I really don't want to do this. You know? <laughs> oh, my. And so that's the, that's the scenario that um that, um that Adonijah has, has put Solomon in at this point. You know? Exactly.
1: Exactly. So now in verse eighteen, Bathsheba said, "All right, very well. I will speak. For, I will speak for the king. I will speak for you to the king." So Bathsheba went before Solomon to speak for him before Adonijah. So the king rose up to meet her, and bowed down to her, and sat down on his throne and had a throne set for the king's mother. So she sat at his right hand. Just look at this. So again, this is still showing how much respect he had for his mother, because as the king. He bowed down to her. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point it out as the king, no matter what, he's still the king, she was supposed to bow down to him, even though that was her, her son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I just, that's just one point, like how much respect that Solomon still had for Bathsheba, his mother. Right? And so, mm-hmm. and we see he even had a next throne set up next to his right hand. You know I'm saying? Not many of his concubines, nothing. His mother was also had her throne in the throne room right next to him. Mm -hmm. So then she said in verse 20, I have one small petition for you. Do not refuse me. Mm -hmm. Solomon being the good son that he is, ask it, my mother, for I will not refuse you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is when you know. You're digging yourself in a you're digging someone, yourself in a one hole
0: because of foot
1: so in verse twenty one let Abishag the sinner might be given to Adonijah, your brother's your brother's a wife. and David answered his mother. now why do you ask <laughs> Abishag the sinner, might for Adonijah? Hmm. ask for
0: him the kingdom also? Right, since you're asking, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well ask him, you might as well ask me if I'll just give him the kingdom, since you're asking. <laughs> right. Solomon was saying, hold on now, mm.
1: like, don't you, hey, hey, again, how you get me in this predicament?
0: Yes. Do you right. not know what you're asking me for? You're going to talk, like, so you asking for this, you might as well, you might as well just put the kingdom on a plot of him, <laughs> Because why he didn't ask his daddy when his daddy was alive? <laughs> Let's think about these things, bro.
1: Why he asked you? And here's the thing. The reason why that's valid, right? Because technically, Absalom's sin was great because David was, al- was alive. Mm-hmm. When David died, that vow was broken. Till death do us part. Mm-hmm. David is dead. So theoretically, Adonijah could have very well at this point married Abishag. But it's still who he was married and who she was. Mm-hmm. That would have still given him the credence to say, oh, this is David's wife, essentially. Right, and, David's and, David wife. Would, and David wouldn't sanction that. No, even David would not have sanctioned that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So I'm just saying, like, again, Solomon's, Solomon saw right through it immediately. Like, what? <laughs> this would... <laughs> I can imagine Solomon this what you come... Yeah. Like seriously, this is what you're coming here with.
0: Let me take my bow back, man. you'
1: making <laughs> sense today. <laughs> like, Mommy, I love you and all right, but come on, man.
0: Yeah, really yeah, how, man.
1: how do you not see this a this a plot?
0: But then again, I think I was thinking about that, you know, because I was like i I used to wonder why Bachiba even do that, like Bachiba, you think that makes sense? You think that was a good idea. But then again, Bachiba might have just gone along with it. Because she know what the result would have been. All right, that's what you want? Because you can get yours if you are, if you get that. You see what I'm saying? I think that's probably what it was, like to right.
1: reveal to her son that, hey, you got some wolves out there who's still plotting against you. Yeah. So, okay, I know this could be outlandish. I know you ain't gonna do it, but it's probably to bring you to bring it to your attention. Because now we see, like, we're gonna get into it, but we're gonna see like David. I mean. David, it's gonna be hard to not say David after like right. 20 plus episodes.
0: Yeah, but Solomon,
1: <laughs> but Solomon was really like, okay, because we see, okay, he said, now do you now why do you ask Abishag the Cinnamite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also. But he mm. is my older brother for him, and for Abathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Like he mm. just listed off all the ops. Mm. All the people who was on Adonijah's side, like, you want the kingdom for them? Right, <laughs> Like this, is what we doing now? Then the then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, "May God do so to me." We haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> you know when they say that they serious. Man, they serious, boy. May God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken his spoken this mm. word against his own life. Mm. Crazy. <laughs> now, therefore, as the Lord lives who has confirmed me and set me on the throne of David, my father, and who has established a house for me. And he promised he Adonijah, Adonizer shall be put to death today. Mm-hmm. So we see Solomon's like, yeah, that's a wrap.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can't no, no. That's,
1: that's his notice. He signed his notice. I can't, have, I can't have you around here no more. Mm-mm. So King Solomon sent by the hand of Beniah, the son of Jehoaddiah, yeah, and struck him down, and he died. So you see, this is the same seeing I from last chapter who was around with 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 uh Solomon. This is this this he he is Solomon's right hand man now. He he's the new Joab. Yeah, he don't play. Just like how so, Joab was an Ebride. Yeah, that's Beniah don't play, F-
0: bro. A new sheriff dog. So <clears throat> let's go all the way back. Because this story is Bathsheba and Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. So when we, when we was introduced to Bathsheba and the style of the scandal, the very next chapter in, in 2 Samuel, when Nathan the prophet came to David, David said, this person will pay fourfold, right? And remember, so remember Nathan the prophet, he came and said, hey, there was a guy who had one sheep and someone who had many sheep come and stole his one sheep. And David was like, no, the guy who had, who had many sheep who stole a sheep, he would pay four foot, right? So that's four sheep because in the analogy, one sheep was stolen and he would pay four foot. And so um Nathan said, you are the other man. You understand what I'm saying? David said he would pay four foot and he would surely die. <clears throat> so David cursed himself because he was the man. Mm-hmm. And Nathan said, you will put God has put away your sin. You shall not die, but God mm-hmm. did not say you will not pay for a mm-hmm. And so the thing about that is David lost. This was David's four sheep that he lost. The first sheep that he lost was the was the son that he conceived with um, with Bathsheba that, that died as a baby. That was his first son that died. The second son was Amnon, who was killed by Absalom. The third son. Was Absalom, who was killed by Joab, and now this is the fourth son, Adonijah, who was killed by Benaiya. So four of his sons was killed because he killed Uriah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, bro.
1: And it's also speculation that the other one right before, who we don't know what happened to him, that he may right. die too. <laughs> right, right. So I'm just saying, just in case yeah. some people have that argument because technically it's like the fifth one, technically, it's fifth one but die. it's the fourth one that we know for fuck was, was
0: recorded, killed was killed yeah oh wait but, but the first one died though like god yeah that you understand so mm-hmm. so you could say god killed or i i trying to get to i trying to be <laughs> yeah. systematics and technicalities now <laughs> yeah not here. but he lost four sons for exactly. sure for sure because because of that action yeah
1: for sure the word will not return void when god says it will happen it will happen Amen. so in verse 26 And to Abathar the priest, the king said, go to Anathoth, to your own fields, for you are deserving of death. But I will not put you to death at this time because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David. And because you were afflicted every time my father was afflicted. So Solomon removed Abathar from being priest to the Lord that he might fulfill the word of the Lord, which he spoke concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. That's another one.
0: That house the Eli boy. But it's, I surprised he didn't die, because remember, another one was another prophecy was that all of us can die in the prime of their life. hmm But that, we, that hurt me, that hurt me there. I'm like, that's crazy, bro. In the prime of your life, none of y'all can live to be old, bro. Mm-hmm. And but so now the, and, and so it's interesting. So now we're seeing Solomon
1: saying, You deserve to die. But I saw what happened when Saul killed priests. I'm not, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna make that mistake. I'm not gonna make that mistake. What I you know did, hey, all of the goodness you did before the Lord, I can make it count for something. I ain't gonna kill mm-hmm. you, but you can't be here. You can't be high priest no more. Mm-hmm. You are exiled. You are banished over there. Go over there, Go over there and live the rest. Can live out your life.
0: Yeah, and and he say you you and my daddy you all been through some tough times together too. So I, exactly. I can
1: give you
0: a boss. I can give you a boss on that one. Exactly. You you came at the end and you made some
1: mistakes, but you know, for the strength of say, Daddy ain't telling me put you to death. So for the strength of him, yeah, I can let you live.
0: I let you live.
1: (laughs) And so now then the news came to Joab. But Joab had defected to Adonijah, Though he though he did not defected to Absalom. So Joab fled to the tabernacle of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And took hold of the horns of the altar Another and one. we and we talked about what that meant last week in last episode. It was essentially trying to ask for asylum, mm-hmm. trying to plead your case. so you ran into the temple to try to get some refuge, right trying to escape your punishment that you are deserved. and Solomon King and King Solomon was told, Joab has fled to the tabernacle of the Lord. there he is by the altar. Then Solomon sent Beniaya, saying, "Go strike him down." <laughs> see, see, I like Solomon. Solomon <laughs> straight I, I, up.
0: see Solomon and bodies. What I believe in. Let's handle business. See, but David, David had had it in him, but he didn't do it because he tells Solomon to do it, but David didn't do it. You see what I said? <laughs> when we see Solomon,
1: he's scared. Like he's saying, "Okay, you know what? I gotta handle business. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you in the temple."
0: You thought you were safe. Mm-hmm. No, you thought you were safe. I just killed my brother. Hold on to these horns not a day. <laughs> I killed my own brother just now, bro. <laughs> exactly. And so we see Bennyaya
1: went right to temple, and he said, "The king says, come out." And he said, "No, I will die in here." <laughs> so Benny, so I can see Bennyaya was still conflicted Mm is the temple dread. Mm -hmm. It's the temple. I won't go in here for real and and commit this act. I won't free God, yeah. So he's going back to Solomon. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, (laughs) saying, that's Joab. And thus said Joab, and thus he answered me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what you want me to do, bro? Right. And the king said, do as he said. Strike, he said, you can die die. (laughs) in there. Yeah, you can die now. This reminds me like when growing up with your parents, you can get what you deserve. That's mm-hmm. what you want? You can get but it. You can get, that. Well, you get sure what you're asking for. Yeah. So David, so Solomon said, do to him as he said, and strike him down and bury him, that you may take, take away from me and from the house of my father the innocent blood which Joab shed, Joab shed. So the Lord will return his blood on his head, because he struck down two men, more righteous and better than he. Hmm. And he killed them with the sword. Abner, son of Ner, the commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa, the son of Jephthah, the commander of the army of Judah.
0: Hmm.
1: Though my father David did not know it. Hmm. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab and upon the head of his descendants forever. But... Upon David and his descendants, upon his house and his throne, there shall be peace forever from the Lord. So in verse 34, we see Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, went up and struck him and killed him. And he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. The king put Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, in place over all the army, and, put, and the king put Zadok, the priest, in place of Abitha.
0: Uh, last, last but not least, mm-hmm. Shimei. Shimei, you make it far, Shimei.
1: <laughs> so then the king calls, called for Shimei. Can imagine Solomon? All right, nah, you. I, I, just going through the list which my, which, which daddy leave. All right, okay, so right. Shimei, you the last one. Come here, and he said to him, "Build yourself, <laughs> build yourself a house mm-hmm. in Jerusalem and <laughs> dwell there." And do not go out from there anywhere. Mm. For for it shall be on the day you go out and cross the brook of Kidron. Know for certain you shall surely die (laughs) and your blood shall be on your own head. Mm. Mercy. And Shimei said to the king, the saying is good, as the Lord my king has said, your servant will do. So Shimei dwelt in Jerusalem many
0: days. Hmm. I am. Because he was from Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So it's like, excuse me, i taking taken you from your people. <clears throat> and and David already told him to kill Shimei. Mm-hmm. And Solomon even granted him grace. Solomon, like, I can kill you, bro. I can just keep you on house arrest, keep an eye on you, too. You know what I mean? Seemed so like a good deal. Rather than die, (laughs) it seemed
1: like a good deal for real. Like, hey, your life in your own hands. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I am listing out specific terms on which, (laughs) on 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 how you can preserve your life. It reminds me in the beginning, if you eat from this tree, you will surely die. Surely die,
0: just
1: like that. You you got a choice, buddy. The the words of Moses: Choose life. Choose life. (laughs) Choose life. So now we see. So okay it was going good going good and this is and this is where things get you know sometimes we get too yeah, lucky yeah. sometimes we get too locked in our in in our ways we don't we forget what we should be doing because we get comfortable we forget about vows we made because we say it happened so long ago but and we shall and surely the king has forgotten what he said oh, a while then Oh, it's been going so good he was like, in serious man he's just joking exactly so in verse 39, now it happened at the end of three years. Mm. So look at this time frame. Three years. That two slaves of Shimei ran away to Kish, mm. the son of Makkah, the king of Goth. So we you know this, like they went, they ran away to, to Philistia. Mm. And they told Shimei, uh, and, they, and they told Shimei, look, your slaves are in Goth. So Shimei arose, saddled his donkey, and went to a kish at Gath to seek his slaves. And Shimei went and brought his slaves from Gath. Hmm. And Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had come back. Hmm. So then the king sent and called for Shimei and said, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and warn you, saying no for certain, that on the day You go out from travel anywhere, you shall surely die. Mm. And you said to me, the word I have heard is good. So why then have you not kept your oath of the Lord and the commandment that I gave you? The king said, moreover to Shimei, you know that your heart acknowledges all the wickedness you did to my father. Mm. Therefore, the Lord will return your wickedness on your own head. Mm. But
0: King Solomon shall be blessed and That's the kind of But that's some wild last words to hear from someone, bro. I can kill you, but then I can get blessings. You see <laughs> he said at the end of the day. Like that's wild, bro. Like, that's I what know I get it though. Cause he's saying, bro, I can kill you, bro. But I ain't doing nothing wrong, bro. My hands. Clean of this, bro. You you can end up dying because of all of the wickedness you do. it catch up to you finally. You know, but me? My hands clean, bro. Exactly.
1: And then King, in verse 45, but King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. So the king commanded Beni'ah, and he went out and struck him down, and he died. Thus the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. Mm. And so it's interesting, right? So that last line kind of told us the purpose of everything else before. Because we see now it's saying, when David died, we almost like promised like, hey, your kingdom is going to be established. And Karen kind of went through some of the things that needs to happen for your kingdom to be established. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Three years into his reign, his kingdom wasn't fully established. Why? Because one of his oppositions were still not taken care of. By the grace and mercy he was showing him, like, hey, your life is in your own hands. But kind of like an opposition to your throne was still out there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until all of these remnants from the David era, who was dissidents, as I am calling them, dissidents from David's kingdom. not. It was not until all of these were taken care of eradicated some might say was it was that was when his kingdom was has was fully established which is interesting like the justice had to come on the heads of those who had wronged the house of David
0: that's true and it's just good because King Solomon actually listened and executed because you might say oh well who wouldn't do that I can tell you many people who wouldn't do that. Saul didn't do that <laughs> when Samuel told him what to do. The Israelites even even under the leadership of Joshua and Moses. Well, not really Moses, but Joshua, when they get into the promised land, they didn't do it. They leave their enemies right there. And their enemies was a snare to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that when you play with puppies, lick him out. That's what we say in the Bahamas, bro. Like a more common phrase is you lay you lay with dogs, you get fleas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so Solomon shows his wisdom. Early on, because he didn't, he don't play with his food. You understand what I'm saying? He take care of his business quick. And I think part of that came from David, because again, to your
1: point, how did David's reign start? David reign started with opposition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It literally started with opposition with Saul's son, with Abner, those trying to make a next guy king. Right, mm-hmm. and right before David died, he saw that this happened, and he and David knew the dissidents that caused him right in when he was coming up. He literally yeah. couldn't go to Jerusalem for, for, for years, he was reading yes. he down Hebron. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, David was like, Hey, you need to take care of this swiftly, don't do what I did and just let it fester. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying you actually need to take care of this to because you almost unite into the country faster if you take care of it early. Yeah, so David, so yeah, so now we see. Solomon was like, yep, I'm not even gonna play around with this. We're gonna we gonna tackle this swiftly. We're gonna do it right in the beginning. We're gonna quash all rebellions. We're gonna quash all uprisings and let the kingdom be in peace. Let's try to, you know, build it better under God. But yeah, like so it's it's interesting. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah, you know, learn from your mistakes. Be faithful to God, you know. And keep your oaths. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your oaths. So it's interesting now, like, and again, that was three years that passed. And even to the point we were saying before, like, it's powerful how God doesn't forget his promises ever. You know what I'm saying? And think about the many promises we have in the Bible that are very much applicable to us and our promises to us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And God doesn't forget about it. And it's funny how we get so comfortable in our daily lives that we forget about the promises you know we make to each other and even to god and we break the promises we make to god and so it's just interesting man like even some of the quick deals we make to god oh god if you do this you know i'll do this bargaining mm-hmm. with god to bless us even though it doesn't work that way but even when god you know does keep up his end of the bargain which he you know tends to do also faithfully mm-hmm. we still like ah, oh God, you know, I was just playing, right? You know, yeah. like you didn't really expect me to.
0: But man, it's interesting. So overall, what are your thoughts on the chapter? I mean, it's a good, it's a good way to start. You know, it's a good, it's a good way. It's good to be obedient. I think, I think, Bathsheba actually was trying to speed up Adonijah's fate by telling Saul. Because she ain't come and say, hey, could you believe Sol- uh, Solomon? Could you believe Adonijah said this or not? No, she said, hey, could you do this? I think she did that knowing that Solomon was gonna freak out and handle that quick. You know what I mean? And so we see where people like the Batchievers, we see the um Zadok, you know, we see Ben Aya, people that are, well, let me take Ben Aya, but we we know Zadok. Um, What's her name, um, Bathsheba, these people were faithful to God, you know, they were faithful to his promise in the king in King Solomon, and because of that, we see they have elevated positions because you know they were basically rewarded for it. Benei, um, say the priest, he has the lead priest position. Um, the queen, not, not the queen, um, Bathsheba, she has a throne next to Solomon, you know, we see where the reward for being faithful to God, you know? And we see how, what happens, what happened in this story when you are an obstruction to God. Solomon obeyed the words of his father, David. And as a result, those who transgressed were punished. David is now gone, and there is no one to instruct Solomon, but the Lord is still with him. So when given the opportunity to ask God for anything in the world, Solomon asked for wisdom. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath of Of Fresh Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your hosts, Earl Roberts and the car's gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B-O-F-A-P-O-D on Twitter. Thanks everyone, and we'll see you next week.